0: Well, that is one of my favorite songs. Elvis is my hero. Next, you know, Down the food chain, it ways, but he's, he's one of my heroes. If you go in my office, you'll see a couple of uh, albums in there that I bought as a collection, and so I, I do like that. But it's interesting that that song, A Blue Christmas, right? My mother passed away December 18th in 2001, so it was kind of a blue Christmas for me, but... What I've come to learn through the years is that that's just life. You know, we come and we go. But one of the things that we get through this life is this thing called salvation. And because of this salvation, there's a hope that lies beyond these four walls or this city of Corona or wherever you live. And that's eternal life with the Savior himself. And so my mom was a believer and this time of the year I get kind of sentimental about that stuff. But I know that she's in a better place and so tonight I'm going to celebrate. I'm going to give this to her. That was my first memorial service I ever did as a pastor was my mother. And I love her and miss her very much. So anyway, with all that being said, if you want to open your Bibles to, uh, well, let's start in, let's start in Matthew. Before we Kind of go there, I want to kind of just say this though. Miracles are, I want to say sometimes miracles get tossed around. Uh, this, is, this is a miracle and that's a miracle. And, and I'll give you a little personal testimony is that I was thinking about the Truth Academy. And I've, I'm in the Truth Academy, I'm a part of it as a, as a student and I remember saying, I don't remember who I said it to, but I remember distinctly saying, it was a miracle that I made it through that class. It was a miracle that I graduated or I, I completed one year. It's a, it's a miracle that that happened. And then I got to thinking, was it really a miracle? Well, as I broke it down, I, I went online and enrolled. I, I paid the fee. I... Bought the books. I went to class. I did the homework, did the finals, and got the grade. So I did some work. So was it really a miracle? Now I got to thinking, well, I believe in miracles. I believe in miracles today. I believe my life is a miracle. I believe that your life's a miracle. I believe it's a miracle that I'm even up here tonight now. Going, what in the world? God, what do you got on your mind? So I believe in miracles and but I'm just wondering if we don't sometimes overplay that and, and my fear, my personal fear is that I would diminish God's real miracles that he does in our life. You understand what I'm saying? Yes. Because if I remember, sometimes we take, remember the word love, we love this, we love that, I love this paper, I love this podium and, and all of a sudden the real part of the love diminishes because we put a lesser value on it. And I think sometimes we do that with with miracles or signs and wonders. But I never want to discount one because I think that if we ask everybody in here at one point in time, you would say you've probably experienced a miracle of some sort. And I wouldn't want to diminish that either. But as I continue to prepare for this message and look at it, and there are three miracles that are without a doubt probably the most beautiful, the most extraordinary events to happen one time, and it'll it'll never happen again. So, real quick, I want to give you a definition of a miracle. And this is just one definition. It says it's an effect or an extraordinary event in the physical world, right? In the physical world, that's where we're at, that surpasses all known human or natural powers and is ascribed to a supernatural cause, such, as in that such an event or effect is considered to be a work of God. Well, in, in the, we're going to be looking at the virgin birth, or the conception, the virgin birth. We're going to be looking at the incarnation, and then we're going to be finally wrapping it up with salvation, the miracle of salvation, When you look through the scriptures, you see miracle after miracle. In fact, the Bible could not hold all the miracles that just Jesus had done in his time. But when we look at this, go with me over. Let's look at Matthew one eighteen. It says, now the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph... Before they came together, she was found to be with child by the Holy Spirit. And Joseph, her husband, being a righteous man and not wanting to disgrace her, planned to send her away secretly. But when he had considered this, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child who has been conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. Now, all this took place to fulfill what the prophet by the Lord, through the, or what was spoken by the Lord through the prophet Behold, the virgin shall be with child, and shall bear his son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated. God with us. The miracle. The miraculous conception. When you take that and you look at it, you know, in our minds, there might be mine, how in the world would something like that happen? Well, when you start thinking about God, God doesn't work the way that we work. God doesn't see a miracle as a miracle. It's not a miracle to God, it's what he does. It's The things that he does is in his will, and they're not miracles, he performs them. But we, in the physical world, look at him and go, well, we can't use any scientific data or whatever. We can't put all this together to make it, figure out how it works, but it happened. And so when you start breaking this down, there's a lot of significance when it comes to the virgin birth. You know that even uh, it's even mentioned in the Quran, and they believe it. Even even the, in the Quran, they believe the virgin birth, but yet so many people have doubts about that. They have doubts about how could how could something like this happen. I don't know. I I don't know how that could happen, other than what the Bible tells me is that the Holy Spirit came upon her. And and she was with child. Now, I don't have to know any more than that. I just have to believe it. I have to receive it, and I have to believe it. It's one of the key issues or one of the key doctrines in Christianity is the virgin birth. It had to be done, and God did it. Go over to Luke for a second. Luke chapter 1, <clears throat> verse 26. It's the same story again, told just a little bit different. Verse 26, Luke chapter 1. Now the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city in Galilee called Nazareth to a virgin engaged to a man whose name was Joseph. And the descendants of David and the virgin's name was Mary. Mary. And coming in, he said to her, Greetings, favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was very perplexed at this statement and kept pondering what kind of salutation this was. You can only imagine what she was thinking about. I mean, what are you talking about? You're coming upon me. What, why me? And the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, Mary. For you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son and you shall call him Jesus. Verse 32, hear this. He will be great and he will be called the son of the most high and the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David and he will reign over the house of Jacob and his kingdom will have no end. Mary said to the angel, how can this be since I am a virgin? I think sometimes in our own life we say that too, don't we? How can that be? How can this be? And the angel answered and said to her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. And the power of the Most High will overshadow you. And for that reason, the Holy Child shall be called the Son of God. It's explaining how this is going to happen. God is doing this. And behold, even your relative Elizabeth, who has also conceived a son in her old age, and she will be, was called barren, is now in her sixth month, for nothing will be impossible with God. And Mary said, Behold, the bondslave of the Lord, may it be done to me according to your word, and the angel departed from her, the miraculous conception. Do you believe it? Do you actually believe that something like that could happen? A miracle like that could happen. Do you believe with all your heart, all your mind, and all your soul? You see, again, this is one of the greatest One of the, they're all great, but this is one of the greatest miracles documented in the scriptures. I say that because I have a personal vested interest in it, and so do you. He had to be born. He had to be born to save the world. Who is the world? We are the world. Oh, that's a song, isn't it? We are the world. <laughs> you guys look too serious out there. I mean, I know this is serious, but we can have a little fun too, right? But he says, this, this is one of the key elements of the Christian faith, that he was born this way. And so, the reason I keep... Drilling this is because sometimes we just say that flippantly. Oh, yeah, it's a virgin birth. Yeah, that's what a Christianity yeah, man. that's virgin birth, man. That's what it's all about. But when you stop and think about it, if there was no virgin birth, where would we be? Where would salvation come? How would all this play out? Not that God couldn't do something else, but this is what he chose to do for us, for me, for you. And he did it the way that he wanted it done. And he chose Mary. Mary was chosen. I know that sometimes people have a tendency to put her up on a podium. But she was called. She was chosen. She was a very special person. How many times have you heard them talk about Joseph? (laughs) Not too much. But you know, Joseph was chosen too. Joseph could say, it was a miracle that I was chosen to be able to raise the Son of God. So when you look at it that way, Joseph played a big role. He played a big role in it. Joseph was called by God for such a time as that. Part of the miracle for us is we're chosen for such a time as this. It's no accident that we're here tonight. It's no accident that I'm up here but in spite of my own belief. <laughs> but it's all in God's plan. Salvation. The virgin birth. If that isn't enough, how about the incarnation? What is the incarnation? Incarnation second part of the trinity it's coming to life it's it's taking on flesh the conception was one thing but then the birth happens the birth of the risen savior the birth of our lord and savior jesus christ that's only going to happen once it happened right here, and it happened to Joseph, and it happened to Mary. And again, I don't want to take miracles lightly. This is catastrophic. This is a miracle that's beyond miracles. Not only the conception, but now he's being born. How many of you have kids and would agree that your kids are a miracle? Or sometimes a pain. <laughs> a, pain a painful miracle. But they're a gift from God. <laughs> and you can't return them. <laughs> I can say that because I don't have any. But the incarnation, look in again at verse uh Matthew, Matthew one <clears throat> twenty-three. Behold, this is out of Isaiah 7.14. Some, was Isaiah written, what, about 800? 700 700 BC? And here it is in Matthew, quoted. Behold, the virgin shall be with a child and shall bear a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, was translated God with us. God is now with us in the flesh. Born for such a time as then to save us now. Wow, that's crazy. That's crazy thought. But it's true, because it's a miracle from God himself. John, in John one fourteen, it says this. <clears throat> and the word became flesh and dwelt among us, And we saw his glory as the only begotten from the Father, full of grace and truth. John testified about him and cried out, saying, There was he of whom I said, He who comes after me has a higher rank than I, for he existed before me. Verse 16. For of his fullness we have received, and grace upon grace. Though the law was given through Moses, grace and truth were realized through Jesus Christ. No one has seen God at any time. The only begotten God, who is in the bosom of the Father, he has explained him. The incarnation, he had to come. The world's going to hell in a handbasket, and he had to do something, paraphrased. So he had to send a Savior. He had to send his Son that's what we're celebrating in, what, three days? Two, four days? Whatever it is. I not even know the date. Five days. We're celebrating the birth of the risen sun. House of the rising sun. Oh. I told you, I went to the dentist. They washed my mouth and I can't do a thing with it. He had to come. You know, we talk about miracles. I, I, I fully, again, fully believe that my life is a miracle. I believe that your life is a miracle, and I believe that there's a culmination of miracles that transpire through time. Because there are things that have gone on in your life, things that have gone on in my life that I can't explain. And you look at them and you go, "I can't explain them either." So one of the things that I heard a long time ago is if you can't explain it, then God probably did it. So when you think of those things, and you think of the incarnation of Christ being born, the Savior that's going to come and walk this earth and then die for the last part, salvation. Matthew 121. she will bear his son and she'll call his name Jesus. He will save his people from their, what? From their sins. Isn't that what he did when he went to the cross for you and for me? Didn't he provide a way to save us from our sins? Didn't he provide a way to pay a price that we could never pay? It's a miracle in and of itself. It's a miracle that God loves us so much that he would do that for you and for me. Sometimes it's just mind-boggling that he would love us that much. Doesn't he know me? <laughs> oh, You wouldn't love me so much if you knew me. And, yeah, well. Okay, I'm going to leave that one alone for a minute. Because what I will say to that is it's only Christ in me that makes a difference. All right? Hmm. So, let's go over to Luke for a second again. Chapter 2. In Luke chapter 2, let's start in verse 8. Chapter 2, verse 8 of Luke. In the same region there were some shepherds, staying out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord suddenly stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, And they were terribly frightened. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy, which will be for all the people. How many people? All All the people. For today, in the city of David, there has been born for you a Savior who is Christ the Lord, this will be a sign for you. A sign is another word for a miracle, signs and wonders for you. You will find a baby wrapped in clothing, cloth, and lying in a manger. And suddenly there appeared with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest and peace, on earth earth peace among men with whom he is pleased. So the idea of this salvation, he had to be, it had to he had to be conceived, he had to be born, and then we know the rest of the story on Easter. But in the meantime, he has come to save us. And that in and of itself is a miracle. When I take my life and I look at my life from, from a big picture perspective. I can rejoice. I can look at my life and say, my life has been a miracle. But there's a completion, there's a it's like a progression that goes on. I was born. I was even born in this world as a miracle. The things that have happened over my life, miracles have taken place. And now I've received Jesus as my personal Lord and Savior. For you and I, we go, that's a miracle. Because we were so hell-bent on living life on our own terms that all we thought about was ourselves, and something happened, something that I cannot explain, changed my way of thinking. Something in your life along the way changed your way of thinking. And I just wonder if isn't, isn't time kind of dangerous in a sense that the further we get from the thing that happened, the the less we remember of it. What I mean is, do you remember when you were saved? Do you remember the excitement of being saved? Do you remember of telling everybody, hey, I just received Jesus as my personal Lord and Savior. Do you do that now? Do you say that now? I mean, is the the zeal gone? Is the zest gone? I mean, you know, I mean, is it just like, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm a Christian, man. I'm son of the most high God. Yep, yep. What happened to the zeal and the excitement? Especially this time of year. This is an incredible time of the year. Yes, bad things happen. But it's still an incredible time of the year. We're celebrating the birth of God. His son, Jesus has come to save you and to save me. And sometimes we sit around and we look like sour lemons. Man, give me a break. I got lots of stuff to be happy about. My worst day. My worst day. is not that bad anymore. Because when I think of the big picture... When I think about how much God loved me, that he would impregnate a virgin by the power of the Holy Spirit so there would be no corrupt thing, and then not only that, later on he's going to die. He's going to die for the remission of my sins. What have I got to be unhappy about? God is that good, my friends, that he loves you and that he cares about you, and that he wants you to receive salvation. All of you may be saved. I don't know. But God knows. Some of you may be wayward. I don't know, but he knows. Some of you may be dabbling in little doodads. I don't know, but he knows. So the question is, this is an awesome time of the year. Yeah, I, sometimes I think about my mom. You know, I miss her and I love her. I miss her so much. But she's with him. So do I miss her because <laughs> I'm not there or do I miss her because she's not here? I never learned, I've, I've learned to never discount anybody that God puts in my life. Sometimes I look at people and I go, Lord, why did you put them in my life? Why would you do that to me? But <laughs> he does it for a lot of reasons. And one of it is sometimes those people that he puts in your life have the ability to change your life. You see, he sent his son to change your life and to my life. That's how much he loved us, that he would send his son. So when you start. Looking at these miracles, and, and you can go through the scriptures, and there's miracles and miracles and miracles. Jonah, I mean, Daniel, and on and on and on and on and on and on and on. But when you stop and look at these miracles, man, to, for me, it makes me really rethink. God is, not, God is no different. You know, He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's in the miracle business, although he doesn't call them miracles. They just call him his will. <laughs> Get it? It's his will. It's a miracle if you do it. <laughs> ah, sorry, speaking to myself. Apparently, nobody else is in that same boat, right? I don't know, guys. It's really a very, very special time of the year. Every day on this planet is a very special day. There's five things, real quick, that I'll just close with that we really, really need to remember. Jesus came to save. Jesus came to save sinners. Sinners. How did he do that? Jesus came to save sinners by bearing our sins, taking on our sins. Jesus came to save how? By shedding his blood. And Jesus came to save because nobody else could. Nobody else can save you no family member no co-worker only Jesus the name above all names can save you I believe in miracles I believe that God is performing miracles all the time but I never want to diminish them to a level where he doesn't get the glory do you hear that? I never want to diminish his miracle to where I take the glory. I can't perform a miracle unless he allows me or wants me to do one. But generally speaking, I can't just speak something into existence or change something or heal something on my own accord. But he can. He's the miracle maker. I don't know where you're at. I know you're living truth. And I know you're sitting in a pew. And I know you came to hear the word of God. But the more important question is where are you spiritually? Where are you in your relationship with Christ? Would you pray with me? Lord, it is an incredible, incredible time of the year. Just these three miracles alone, Lord, are enough to make me fall on my knees. I don't understand them fully. I don't need to understand them fully. I just believe them. I believe that you loved us so much that you would you would even send your son into this world to pay a price. Why would you do that? The answer is because you love us. And so Lord, we wanna accept that. I wanna believe that wholeheartedly. And I wanna walk in your ways, Lord. I wanna not only experience the miracles lord i want to receive the blessings from walking in your word if i do get a miracle I praise the lord but more first and foremost i want to be obedient to what you would have i pray that for everyone here lord and lord maybe maybe some of us have been kind of sideways a little bit in our thinking or maybe diminished the things that you've done for us, Lord. I pray that we'd repent from that, Lord. Pray that we would just understand what all this means to the best of our ability, Lord. I think that we're, if I could use the term, a miracle in progress. And the miracle in progress will end with my last breath on earth and the miracle of opening my eyes in heaven with you. But I can only experience that miracle with a relationship with you. So I pray for all of us, Lord, that our relationships would grow more intimate with you. And Lord, I just pray you'd pour your blessings out. If you don't know him as your personal Lord and Savior, or maybe you have backslidden or just kind of went on the sidelines for a little while, it's time to come home. It's no greater time to come home than today. Today is the day of salvation, the Lord declares. So whether it's returning or accepting, please don't leave tonight before you talk to myself or Pastor Michael or Pastor Chris or somebody, talk to somebody, mainly talk to the Lord. I just want to thank you, Lord, for this opportunity to be here tonight with everyone. Thank you, Lord, that we can use a little bit of humor, Lord, to kind of square off the, the hard stuff sometimes, Lord, but truth is truth, and truth will set us free. It's your truth. And so, Lord, thank you for everyone here tonight. I pray for safe traveling mercies as they go home. And Lord, I pray for this holiday season, Lord, that the reason for the season is you. I pray that families would come together, be touched, be healed, be strengthened and encouraged by the power of your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen.